I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. And tonight, yeah, I said tonight because tonight when I'm recording this, it's night. And I'm out on the back deck. Uh, It is May 14th. So whenever you're listening to this, it could be December for all I know. But uh, I am out on the back deck. It's a beautiful day. It was up in the 90s today here in sunny balmy michigan and i'm out here with my wife renee she's not on the podcast i tried to get her on but she wouldn't come on so uh she's just gonna sit here and eat her uh her popcorn or whatever she's got here it's boom what is that boom chicka pop oh there we go i heard about that it's supposed to be pretty good but anyway (laughs) that's besides the point today i want to talk about getting prepared for whatever might be coming in the future. I know that after the whole COVID thing, it's kind of clearing up now and we're getting we're getting past that, but it it I feel in my soul there's something more coming uh, whether it's like a financial crisis which we're kind of already in in America, uh, just something. So I want to talk about being prepared for that as a business owner and just in my personal life or my family's personal life. And so that's uh, that's the topic I want to get into today. But first, it has been a long time since I have recorded a podcast, and I, I just haven't had the, the, the desire to record a podcast. But over the last few days, I've been listening to a lot of different people uh, on podcasts like Tony Rudolph and... Oh, who's some others? Uh, yeah, I've listened to Brian Fullerton a few times, um, but I, I haven't listened to all of his. Um, I've listened to a couple of Kid Contractor uh, podcasts, but again, not many of those. Uh, I get into the smaller ones. I really like the Lawn Care Community podcast with Mike Gunn and Mike Wagner. Um, I'm really enjoying those. And so I. I'm getting into the smaller podcasts. I feel like I get a lot more value and a lot more relational value out of those podcasts rather than the big ones like Brian Fullerton or Kid Contractor or or Paul Jameson. So I really enjoy the smaller podcasts. Now they might get big, but I hope they don't lose that relational feel that they have. Um, That is something that is kind of missing out of the big three. Uh, There's not a relational aspect there that I feel. I feel the the bigger ones are more, how should I say, doctored, I guess. Um, They're, they're, they're more, more smooth, more, more corporate feeling. And I don't really care for that too much, but to each their own. If you like those, go for it. You know, they do have good information and, and it's good stuff, but I, I like the relational side. Uh, and so I, I tend to lean towards the lawn care community podcast. Uh, and I also tend to lean towards the longer podcast. So um, some of 
Tony Rudolph's I don't listen to because they're just so short. I don't want to have to go digging through my phone for a new podcast to listen to when I'm only a quarter way through a yard, you know. And so the same thing with Paul Jameson's podcast, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go digging for a new podcast after 20 minutes. So it just is what it is. I like the longer podcasts. I know this podcast isn't very long. Uh, I try to get it over 30 minutes if I can, but you know, when you're solo, there's not a lot of back and forth. And that's why I tried to get my wife on today, you know, cause she's, she's a wealth of knowledge and she's got some cool things going on, but she didn't want to come on tonight and that's, that's fine. And so today I want to talk to you about where I've been for the last, oh, I don't know how many months since November and and kind of where where we're going, what I'm what I'm doing now. I'm still doing my lawn care business. I still have Lansing Lawn Service, and I still have the uh, the business that is going well. Uh, my schedule is full. I'm still solo. My son is going to come back and work maybe one or two days with me. Well, sh- for sure one day, but probably two days a week this summer. Uh, he's 12 now, so he's got a little bit more muscle on him. So we're going to go that route. And he enjoys the money too. So, you know, and I enjoy the company and the truck and the help. But uh, just a second here. So I, I, I've i just been doing my own thing. Uh, this winter, uh, I did a lot of plowing, but also I did a lot of reading. I just, I, it was my gold to just sit and read. And I did that. I also gained some weight. That wasn't really my goal, but I gained some weight. And so, uh, this summer has, this, this spring has been a, uh, butt kicker for me trying to get my body back into shape, but it's, it's been good. And, uh, we're rocking and rolling. I did a couple aerations today after I did my lawns. Fridays are my short days. So I only had five lawns to do today. Uh, in June, that's going to go up to six lawns, and uh, that'll be that'll be nice. Uh, I picked up a neighbor of an existing client that I have already, so that's that's going to be awesome. And that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm not taking on any new clients unless they are a neighbor to one that I already have. And so I picked up a couple this week that are neighbors to to existing clients. And that's just how I'm going to grow my, my, my route density, uh, this summer. And it's really tough to take on new clients cause I'm, I'm very full, but, uh, it is what it is. Now, what I really wanted to talk about in this podcast is preparing for the future because it's, I, I don't know, it feels dicey to me. Like I haven't, I haven't been on social media. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I'm not on Instagram anymore. Both my profiles are probably still there. Uh, so you can do whatever you want, uh, but I'm not there. So, uh, I just, I found that my time is better spent elsewhere. I tend to get sucked into arguments and things like that on Facebook and, I just don't like who I become when I get sucked into those arguments. So I don't, I don't try to do that, that stuff anymore. So I'm still on YouTube, but I haven't put up a video in a while. 
So if you're looking for me on social media, you will find my profile, but you also find that I haven't been active in a while. Uh, the best way to reach out to me is through Facebook Messenger, probably. I still have Messenger, the Messenger app on my phone, so I can still get messages through there. But if you try to message me through Instagram, I'm not there. So best way to get a hold of me is either if you have my phone number, which I'm not going to give out on here, uh, or through Messenger, uh, Facebook Messenger, or through email, which is lansinglawnservice at gmail.com. So if you want to talk to me, give me any reviews, any feedback on this podcast, please send that feedback to lansinglawnservice at gmail.com. I will get that and I will, I would really appreciate it. Also give this podcast, uh, a five-star review on, on, uh, iTunes, I think is what it is. Apple iTunes. I don't know what they call it anymore, but, uh, that, that, that would be the, the best place to do that. Uh, so guys, I'm sorry. I haven't done this in a long time. And I'm just trying to get comfortable with it again. But let's jump into our topic tonight. Uh, preparing for the future. So what what are we doing here for Lansing Lawn Service for my family to prepare for the future? I really feel in my bones like there is something like something like a recession or a depression that is coming to our nation, America. I, I really, I feel it in my bones. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. As you know, they say on the monk monk show, if you guys don't watch monk, it's a pretty funny show. So anyway, but it's from way back early two thousands. Anyway, I get sidetracked. So, um, it, you re, you've really got to think about what you're going to do because, I've been thinking about this a lot as I'm driving along in the truck, as I'm mowing is what am I going to do if my clients, if there's a huge market downturn or a market crash and my clients start calling me and they start canceling service because I don't do a lot of contracts. I have a few, but not, not many. And so wh what am I going to do uh, to support, my family if if people start calling me on en masse canceling service and so I've been thinking about this and I, I've really been into researching uh, regenerative farming and and growing our own food and things like that so I, we've done a few things around our home this year that is a little different. Um, we got as many chickens as we can get in our town. We do live in town. In fact, we live kitty corner from the city hall here, so we can't really break a lot of rules. And so we are only allowed four chickens. Uh, so I built a chicken tractor with a coop on the back. And the whole regenerative thing is I'm raising these chickens on grass chickens if you don't know cannot be raised on grass alone they have to have supplemental feed uh, actually the grass is supplemental and the feed is what they really need uh, chickens are omnivores so they eat grass they eat bugs they eat feed they eat uh, plants 
just a whole bunch of stuff. They're omnivores. They'll eat almost anything. They'll even eat small rocks. In fact, they need small rocks to be able to digest their food. So uh, we got the chickens. We wheel them. We move them every day on our yard. And um, they're not of laying age yet, but they're going to start laying eggs here in the next probably four to five weeks. And so they've been out outside in their coop for the last four, maybe five weeks now. And that's been really exciting for us to see them grow and get bigger. And the whole family loves the chickens. Like they're not just they're not just food like they're pets now so which is kind of what i was afraid of my wife gave them all names when they were baby chicks and i just called them you know like like uh what it what was it boneless and honey barbecue things like that so uh, i'm gonna put us on pause here for just a second i've got a train going by so hold on all right i am back sorry about that we live right next to a train track, and so when a train goes by, I really try to pause it. I'm sure you heard the horn on the podcast. I kind of missed it. I was in my own train of thought there. But So we got the chickens. They're going to be laying here soon. Uh, if you don't know anything about chickens, uh, right now we're giving them starter feed, all that good stuff. They're eating grass. They're eating weeds. They're eating bugs, all that good stuff. When they start laying eggs, chickens only lay eggs for about two and a half to three years. Um, they can lay longer than that, but it's much more spread out. Like we want an egg a day pretty much. Now the production goes down in the winter uh, when there's not a, when it's not warm, when it's not sunny. Uh, chickens like it warm and sunny to, to lay eggs. So we will get about... 200 to 230 eggs per chicken per year which is pretty good that's pretty darn good so i eat a lot of eggs i eat four eggs a day so and plus we cook with eggs sometimes so uh, we're gonna need some eggs and that's one thing that we're doing uh, we're also looking for a, a new place to live um we like our house here. We've got three quarters of an acre, but it's in town and we are really restricted on things that we can do as far as animals. So like I said, we can only have four chickens. I would ideally like to have 10 to 15 chickens, uh, laying chickens. That way we could sell some of the eggs. We could keep some of the eggs for ourselves. Then when they are done laying, we could actually call those coal is a name for killing so we could kill the chickens uh yes you can eat egg laying chickens their meat is tougher because they're they're a more hardy bird so uh you have to cook a little different with the the egg layer chicken meat but you can still do it they're great for stews and soups and stuff so uh that's the plan for the chickens <clears throat> but uh, right now we're very limited on what we can do with any type of meat animal. So we might be able to get a couple of rabbits, a couple of meat rabbits if we wanted, uh, just to have that, that buffer, that backup. Because as we all know, there has been a lack of food 
in some of the grocery stores. Like in some stores, chicken hasn't been readily available. You know, it, and it just depends on the, on, you know, that time of the week or whatever. But some of the shelves have been bare. We saw that with COVID, you know, the whole toilet paper apocalypse or whatever, you know, all that stuff. And so we wanted, we want to try to be prepared as much as we can, you know, that might get us, you know, a few days buffer maybe. And, and that's all we can ask for right now. We can't do a whole lot with on the meat side of things. So what we're doing is we're also planting a garden this year. We've already got our plants started. Uh, we're going to be planting on Memorial Day weekend or soon thereafter or before. And we're going to get our garden planted. We all already have it all laid out and things like that. We've also got some planter boxes where we've got asparagus growing. We've got some uh, annual things growing in there so that they will come back up. Uh, or I'm sorry, perennial. So we've got some perennial plants coming up that we can eat off of and things like that like asparagus is a really good one now asparagus takes a while to grow um, when it first starts so we we probably won't be able to eat that this year but you know we'll see what whatever happens we're kind of new to the whole asparagus thing but my whole point here uh, not to get too detailed which i already have is to to try and prepare yourself as much as possible for really harsh times when either groceries are extremely expensive or they are extremely hard to get. And so our thought is to at least try to supplement some food. So that's what we're trying to do with the chickens, the garden, things like that. Now that is not, that's, that's like a drop in a bucket for the food that we need to eat in a year. We get that. We understand that, but it's, it's our little way of trying to be as prepared as we can be for where we live right now. I would ideally like to have a huge garden. I mean a huge garden. But right now it's just a little kind of a tiny garden. When I grew when I was growing up, we had a pretty big garden. We grew a bunch of sweet corn, a bunch of beans, uh squash, you know, you name it, we grew it. So uh, we even grew strawberries, which we also have some strawberry plants that we just got from someone. And I hear they're supposed to be really good strawberry plants. So uh, hopefully we'll get some strawberries this year. I don't expect too much, but, you know, we'll see what we get. But the whole the whole idea here is to be prepared. So for you in your life, wherever you're at, if you're in the city or in the country, it's going to depend a lot on your city ordinances if you live in the city. And if you live in the country, you can. it depends on how much land you have. So you might have an acre if you live in the country. You might have half an acre if you live in the country. But do what you can with what you have. And that's what we're trying to do with trying to be food ready. Now, I, I'm not the type of person that goes out and buys, you know, freeze-dried food or whatever. I'm not going that far yet, but we'll see. So, uh, but for business, my, my lawn care business, I don't really have much of a plan other than 
I can diversify my work. So if I, if I have to, I can always close the doors on the business. I have a background, as some of you might know, in the medical field. So I can easily go back into the medical field. Um, I used to be a phlebotomist. That is something that is always needed. And so I can go back into that without any problem. There's no licensing requirement. The requirement is that I am educated in it. I know what I'm doing. You know, they might test me on a few things when I go in for an interview, but that's basically about it. So I have a lot of friends in the phlebotomy community and I can get a job pretty quickly. So, you know, that that's not an issue there. I can find a job. I also have a background in construction, so I could possibly, you know, build things. You know, I can do that sort of stuff. So it's it those are kind of my backup plans if if for whatever reason lawn care, lawn clients start to dry up and, you know, if I can if it really gets bad and you know, I will close the business. If not, I could go get a part-time job or a full-time job and do the lawn care thing on the side. But for now, this is my full-time gig. You guys know that. And I, I, I'm putting kind of my eggs in that basket. Now my wife, she is full-time employed, uh, with a credit union and she has started a business on the side. So she's also doing something on the side well, I shouldn't say also because I'm not doing anything on the side <laughs> uh, other than like social media, which is, you know, if, if you know, you know, <laughs> most of us out here are not making the YouTube millions. OK, we're making the YouTube cents. All right. So, yeah, just whatever you think a YouTuber is making, they're probably not making. So uh, my wife started a business on the side. She uh, does retail arbitrage kind of kind of sorta um, she goes to like goodwill to volunteers of America she buys cool things that she finds there she resells them on Facebook ships them all over the country and she is making really good money doing that on the side and so she is kind of diversifying her income a little bit. That helps us be a little bit more stable. Uh, obviously, I can do some things other than... Oh, pardon me. All right, guys, I'm back. Sorry about that. We had more train horns. They were blasting the train horns around here like crazy. I don't know what's going on. They don't usually do that. So, But anyway, uh, back on my train of thought here. So for the lawn care business... My plan is just to keep on working it until the business completely dries up. Now, I'm not losing business right now. I'm getting like three, four, five, six, seven, eight calls a day for for lawn care, and I can't take any of these people on. Uh, it's I'm full already. Uh, I don't want to bring on employees. Um, that is another strategy that I am employing. I find that... Yes, I could have more time freedom with employees, potentially. But at the same time, if I had an employee, I would have to keep them working, which would mean I would have to continually bring on more work, which would mean that I would ha continually have to feed 
the beast. Right now, I don't have to feed the beast. I don't have to take on any more work. The beast is full. But if I brought on labor, you know, more laborers, I would continually have to feed the beast to keep my guys working. And I'm just, I don't want to be a rat in a wheel. I want to, I want to make profit. So that's my thing. I am ultra profitable right now. And that's where I want to be. And that's where I want to stay. Um, Just to, just to give you an example. So I save a winter fund every year. um, And my winter fund just goes to cover. I save just the amount that I need to cover my truck payment and my, my expenses, like my truck payment. Um, what else is there? Uh, my snowplow payment, any payments that I have for like debt, that's what I put into my winter fund. And then I, I also separate out, I have, uh, an owner's draw fund. So I build that up all year long to as big as I can get it. Uh, I put 45% or actually right now it's 40% of the gross revenue into my owner's draw account. Then I put away money for insurance and I put away money for new equipment and I put away money for, um, what, uh, what else is there? Uh, I've got some other stuff. I save money for GIE or the equip expo now, um, which is a really stupid name, but anyway, um, so, I have separate accounts for this stuff that covers it throughout the year. My winter fund, I am $200 away from having my winter fund completely funded for the year. That means that I can add that money in somewhere else. I can either continue to build that winter winter fund account and just continue to build it, or I can take that money, apply it to something else like debt, pay off more debt, which in these times is something that I am really considering, all right? Because as we go, as we start going farther and farther down this rabbit hole that America is in of printing trillions and trillions of dollars of money, it is devaluing our dollar so much that prices are going to feel like they are going up higher. Like with gas, it's going to feel like gas is more expensive. Gas is not more expensive. Our dollar is worth less. And so as we continually go down this rabbit hole, I want less debt because debt equals risk. Now in business, a lot of people say it's different, you know, whatever. You can make money with the equipment that you have, you know. Yeah, 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 I, I get that. But it also has a risk to it. What if the work dries up? I've got these loans out here. Who's paying the loans when the work dries up? Who's going to buy a truck when the work dries up? Everybody's money is worth less. Who's going to buy that truck? Who's going to buy the equipment? Who's going to take that stuff? Who's going to take that payment off my hands? Most likely, no one. 
the the most probable thing that is going to happen is I will have to sell the truck at a loss, a major loss, and all the equipment at a major loss. Now, most of the equipment that I have, I own outright, uh, but my truck and my plow, I'm still paying on. So if I can't make that, that payment because my work is dried up because of economic depression or or whatever they want to call it it's a depression come on guys we're heading for it you know it you feel it uh it's it's gonna be i'm gonna be stuck with that and i'm gonna have to make that payment and that bank is gonna want their money more than they would want it right now because they need money why because when you have a depression when you have something economically that is happening the economy turns down there's a downturn people want cash they're taking their money out of investments they want the cash so the bank also wants the cash why because people want their cash from the bank so if i'm holding if they've loaned me money and they want that money Yes, there's a contract in place. They could breach that contract. What am I going to do? Am I going to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for a lawyer to fight that breach of contract so that they can't take my truck? They know I'm not going to be able to do that because it's an economic downturn. You see, you see where this is going. When we have things like this that are going to happen, there's a snowball effect. Okay, so work dries up. Can't pay, make the truck payment. Try to sell the truck. Nobody buys the truck because nobody has money. Economic depression. Therefore, the snowball starts rolling in my life. All right? So now I try to sell the truck. Can't sell the truck. Try to sell the plow. Can't sell the plow. Nobody has money to buy these things. Bank calls me, says, we're calling in your loan. We need the money right now. You have to pay $30,000 to us right now, or we're going to take you to court and sue you for everything you have, including your home. Do you guys see the snowball effect of the risk? Now, I know a lot of guys out there are going to say, yeah, no, bank would never do that really really why don't you just go watch maybe a dave ramsey video or two listen to dave ramsey's story or listen to um the 10x guy whatever his name is grant cardone it's happened to him he had millions of dollars in real estate bank changed hands the new bank called in his loans now smooth talking grant you know talks all big and bad and he got out of it somehow little me with my right now a forty thousand dollar truck and forty thousand dollars of debt on that truck who's going to win that battle between me and the bank and the same could be true for you if you're the little guy. 
sure, Grant had, Grant Cardone had millions of dollars in real estate. He didn't have the money to pay, you know, millions of dollars in real estate in cash, obviously. So what do you do? Well, I, I don't remember what Grant Cardone did, but I know what happened to Dave Ramsey. He went into bankruptcy. Every single one of his properties went into foreclosure. He lost everything. It can happen. Don't think it won't. You need to be prepared. You know, I, I, I hear all these. I listen to a lot of things, guys, and I see a lot of things. Oh, it'll never happen to me, you know. I've got a, I've got my, my income. I've got my business, you know, it's never going to happen to me. You know, there's a contract contract there. You know, we have signatures on a paper. Yeah. The bank has millions of dollars to spend on lawyers. What do you have to spend on lawyers? Not much, (laughs) not much because you got, $40,000 $40,000 in debt on a truck. Now you gotta, you've got $40,000, which is being called in by the bank. You have to spend $3,000 an hour or $200 an hour on a lawyer, which adds up real quick, to fight the bank. The bank is spending $400, $400 an hour on two lawyers that are in financial contract law. Who do you think is going to win that battle? Who's going to lose their home? Do you see where I'm going with this? So we have to think about what is, and I'm sorry, I I beat a dead horse there, guys, but I really want to bring this home. We have to think about how much risk we're taking on with business debt. Because my debt is actually in my name. A lot of businesses do that. Because especially when you're small, like myself, you don't have enough business credit built up to get that business loan to buy that truck or that piece of equipment. So you take it out in your own name and you've got some problems there, right? So it, you, have to, you have to minimize the risk. And that's what I want to do with paying off debt. So I've been working at paying off my snowplow. Uh, over the course of this year, hopefully I'll get, get it paid off by the end of the year. Hopefully, you know, no economic crashes happen or anything this year yet. Uh, and while I'm doing that, I'm still making my truck payments and things like that. Uh, and that's the only debt that the business has, uh, for my family, we have home debt. We have a, a house payment and we also have a small payment on our RV that we are working uh, hard on paying off. Uh, And that's it. That's all we have there as well. So we have tried to minimize the risk over the last several years to bring down our debt. And and we've done a pretty good job. And that it's with the intention of minimizing risk. And so a lot of guys don't evaluate the risk that they're taking on when they take out a loan. Uh, lately, I've been thinking about, you know, maybe maybe I should get a credit card for the business. You know, get a credit card, 
build up some credit, you know, maybe, maybe build up some flight points or something with a, with a business credit card or, or whatever, you know, try to, try to earn some points, some cash back, something. And I, I was talking to my wife about it and she's like, well, are the benefits really worth the risk? Because what if you have one bad month and then you can't make that payment on the credit card? Your interest is now 16, 19, 22% interest on whatever you spent. Could be $1,000. And then, then, then it gets out of control really fast. So I decided, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth the, the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze, as they say. So I decided to go against that. So instead, I'm putting money towards debt, towards things that uh, minimize risk, like the chickens, like the garden, like the plants. We're trying to minimize the risk, not take on more risk in these times when it is very risky. We have had it really good since about 2010 in our country. Things have been looking up. 2010, after the Great Recession, you know, things started to bounce back. We were doing well. It's been 12 years of really good times. You know, I started my business in 2014 and it was so easy to get clients because the economy was good. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was good enough. And it's, you know, the Trump years, my goodness, talk about really good. We had it really good and now we have it pretty bad and it's getting worse. And you do realize Biden has only been in office for a year and a half. You realize that, right? So, I mean, we're we're really uh we're we're in some trouble here, folks. We're in we're in some trouble financially because we are headed downhill really fast. So, my my whole point of this podcast is to minimize your risk, pay down debt during this time this year. I mean, do not be taking on new business debt. Don't be don't be saying I'm going to leverage debt to grow my business this year. No, I think you better I think you better strap in and hold on cuz you are going for a ride this year. I'm telling you, it is going to get bumpy real quick. And if if you've got a lot a lot of business debt and a lot of risk, you, you better really strap in tight because it's going to be a really rough ride for you over the next year. And so I, I really, I really encourage you to do whatever you can to pay down your business debt and your personal debt and, and really focus in on that this year and just try to take on as much work as you can absorb that. Use what you have right now, make do because what is coming i'm afraid it's going to be it's going to be tragic so i want the best for you i want you to have the best business possible i want you to survive whatever is coming maybe nothing's going to come i hope nothing comes 
but I feel it in my bones and I think a lot of other people do too. And we're just going to have to hold on and we need to prepare as best we can to hold on to this sinking ship that we call America and, and really try to, to weather the storm that's coming. And I think we can, if we just do these simple things, but the main thing is to pay down that debt, pay down personal debt and, and, and minimize your risk. If that means that you need to get a whole flock of chickens in the back, maybe maybe you have 10 acres and and you don't know what to do with the rest. Maybe you're living on four of it. And you don't know what to do with the rest of it. Get a buttload of chickens. I'm telling you what, chickens are great. They're not that expensive. You can go online, go on YouTube, look up Joel Salatin. He raises pasture chickens, meat chickens. You can raise them 50,000 at a time if you want, if you have the space. And uh, you, can, you can harvest those chickens, shall we, shall we say, every 8 to 10 weeks. You can do that three time, two or three times throughout the summer. You could sell that meat. You could, you could keep that meat in your freezer. My goodness, how much risk would you minimize by having that meat in your freezer that would be amazing so that's you know i'm dreaming there that's what i'd love to do so guys that's it for this podcast i've been rambling but you know what i hope you got some value out of this and i really want to encourage you to to look hard at what you've got going on in your finances minimize that risk as best you can this year so that you are prepared for whatever is up the line. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Please give us a rating and review over on Apple iTunes, and I would really appreciate that. Send your feedback to lansinglawnservice at gmail.com. And guys, I will speak at you in the next episode. Have a great day.